Welcome to the Postpartum Plan Podcast. I'm your host, Madison Fugere. I'm a certified postpartum doula and pediatric sleep consultant, the owner of Serene Moments, LLC, and a prior nanny and daycare manager. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about everything and anything that comes along with the postpartum period. I want to be your postpartum bestie by offering support, reassurance, and tips and tricks. Many people curate the perfect birth plan, but why not a postpartum plan? Together, we're going to build your postpartum plan because everyone deserves to have the postpartum experience that they want. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Madison. I'm here today solo to bring you guys some information and, you know, chit chat some more about sleep cycles. Um, we've had tons of different sleep episodes thus far. If you want to go back and take a peek, here, let me, let me pull up this whole spreadsheet even here to chat through. Um, you can go back to the episode called The Stigma of Sleep Training, episode 8 with Jane Havens. You can check out Newborn Sleep and Flexibility, episode 11 with Natalie Fay. Episode 12 is Newborn Sleep and Postpartum Self-Care with Daphna Larson, who's an amazing OT. Um, what else do we have here? Sibling Room Sharing I Did By Myself, episode 17. Um, I feel like we have more on sleep. Let's see. Sleep time, sleep time and sleep, screen time and sleep. That's what that's supposed to say, you guys. Y'all, I have a, uh, a spreadsheet here that I keep everything, keep track of everything on and all these topic ideas. So if you have topic ideas, send them over, but I apparently mistyped. That's with Ruth. She's amazing. That's episode 25, screen time and sleep. Um, we did a bedtime routine with multiples, um, with multiple children, with Danielle um, from Up House, and she's episode 27. Um, what else do we have? The four-month sleep regression was episode 34 with Natalie. Um, and now we're here, episode 39, and I'm excited to share about sleep cycles. Um, I was trying to think of a couple things, like an episode topic to do by myself here. And this was one of them that came in and I was like, I really was going to do sensory topics. And like, I think I'll probably do an unsensory play at some point, but sleep cycles has been something that I've been chatting with clients a lot about recently. And I find that it's something people don't realize. So I'm excited to dive in. So let's talk about it. What is a sleep cycle? What are the human sleep cycles? And what do people not know about them? So when we're talking about sleep cycles, we're talking about where your body and your brain is at while you're asleep. So you've definitely been able to say, oh my gosh, I was in such deep sleep when I woke up this time. Or, you know, I was kind of not really asleep. I was in light sleep when my baby is sleeping. I don't really sleep, you know. That deep, deep sleep that you're talking about is called REM sleep. It stands for rapid eye movement. And that REM sleep is where the body is able to finally and truly, you know, develop. So your neuroplasticity during that stage is developing. And during these other non-REM stages, um, you're not being able to get that true developmental, you know, benefits of sleep. So oftentimes, that's why you may wake up from sleep. And if you didn't feel like you were in that deep sleep much night of throughout the night, even if you slept for a long period of time, you may feel exhausted. And that happens with kids too. So to put into perspective here, for adults, they have five stages of sleep. Now, I say as adults because this is what we know that babies and children do not have. So 
I say babies and children, but realistically, we're talking about babies. So until three months of age, they do not have natural sleep cycles like adults, like us. Um, Our adult sleep cycles start in stage one, which is a non-REM transitional phase. This is typically about 15 minutes, and it's when you start to drift off, but you may find yourself being in and out of that consciousness. You'll notice the muscle jerks. You may startle awake after falling asleep or like have that falling sensation during this stage. Then we switch into stage two non-REM sleep, which is truly a non-REM sleep. It's about 20 minutes long, and during this stage, it's a lighter sleep. And people that are in a normal stages of sleep cycles spend about 50% of their time during their night sleeping in this non-REM phase. During this non-REM phase, it is a lighter sleep stage. It's when your body temperature begins to decrease, your heart rate begins to slow down, your brain waves begin to calm, your eyes start, movement stop, um, you may have muscle tension and relaxation taking place. Um, and this is where, like I said, we spend about 50% of our time sleeping. Then we switch into stage three and four, which is that deep but non-REM sleep. So these deep deep sleep stages are hard to snap out of when you're awoken. So you think about people when they like lift your arm up when you're sleeping and drop it down or you're seeing somebody who's in such deep sleep that like really loud noises don't wake them up. Those are these deep sleeps that I'm showing and that I'm talking about here. They both have these what we call delta waves present, which are slow brave brain waves, um, and they begin to get faster Um And the fast waves begin going away as you get into this, I should say. So they don't get faster, they get slower, sorry. Um, And if you see me and hear me like kind of stuttering on things, it's because I am referring to some of my notes here. I don't talk a lot about adult sleep. I typically talk more about baby sleep. Um, This is when you become immobile. Like I said, you can lift up your arm and it flops back down. And this is when your growth hormone is released. So your blood is flowing to your muscles and it's controlling and repairing tissues. It's handling your hormones and your appetite. And your body is getting its physical repair and hormonal regulation and growth during this stage. But then we say it into this last stage five sleep, which is that REM sleep. And this accounts for about 20 to 25 percent of sleep for adults. However, as we get into newborns, you'll find that this deep REM stage five sleep is about 50 to 70 percent for infants. So from 20 to 25 percent for us, but really 50 to 70 percent of sleep for infants. And that's because the REM sleep is when our body is able to truly understand and have that neuroplasticity and develop properly. So this is when, you know, your body is super busy processing and memories and feelings and emotions. Um, If you ever, when you were studying way back when, whatever, you were in school last and you would, you know, Think about things as you were falling asleep um, for a test or something, and in the morning you would remember things even if you didn't study for them for a while. That's because of this. The things that you kind of think about um, when you're falling asleep end up being some of the most present thoughts during your REM sleep, and so you're able to memorize, process, and understand those memories even more, which is kind of cool. So that is adult sleep. Now, what is newborn sleep and what am I meaning when I say that it's not the same? Like, what? What are you talking about, Madison? Well, until the age of about three months, newborns do not have the same sleep cycles that we do. They not only don't understand the circadian rhythm or that 24-hour clock, but they also only have two types of sleep. So newborns have light sleep 
then they have deep sleep or REM sleep. So for them, it's very, very different because they have sleep cycles that are much shorter. Adult sleep cycles take about 90 minutes, whereas baby sleep cycles, when they're zero to three months, can take anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes. And as they get a little older, will be 50 to about 60 minutes sometimes. So the idea that when you put your little one down for a nap and they wake after 20 to 40 minutes and they can't go back to sleep, that's very, very normal. You hear people say, oh, my newborn only sleeps 30 minutes. And yes, that's very, very common. But that's because infants at that age don't know how to put themselves back to sleep. So when they fall asleep, they go right into this deep sleep. Sometimes they have a couple minutes of that light sleep, but really they're diving right into that deep sleep. You can tell, right? You're holding that baby, you're watching their breath, and they're fighting the sleep, they're fighting the sleep, and then they start to give in. You may notice that their eyes get heavy. You may notice that they start staring at a specific thing on the wall or the floor or the ceiling. Their eyes kind of glaze over a little bit. You may notice that they have a little bit of like that, like a lip quiver or something like that. And their body starts to kind of give in to the sleep. That's kind of that light sleep for them, what we call active sleep. And then they dive right into REM sleep. And that's how they get that 50 to 70% of their sleep being deep REM sleep because that's what their body needs. They are growing and developing to extents that you can't even fathom. So they need that deep REM sleep. So they dive right into that deep REM sleep and about 20 to 40 minutes later, depending on the child, they rise out of that and they begin getting back into their light active sleep again. And you may notice that when they're in that active sleep, like if you've ever had a baby in your room, you will totally totally relate to this, but you're laying in bed and you know you start to hear them grunting and you're like, oh, well, let's get a bottle ready or let me get myself ready to nurse or whatever because they're going to wake up. And you go to grab them because they're really grunting and they're starting to fuss. And by the time you get to where they're sleeping, you look at them and they're out cold. Or they let out a scream and you wake out of your sleep like, oh my gosh, what is wrong? And you get over there and they're literally out cold. That's active sleep. A lot of the times I find, especially my first time parents are saying, you know, oh, I get my baby up, but then they don't feed a lot when they are, when they wake up in the middle of the night, they just keep falling asleep at the boob. Like I have to try to keep them awake. Yes, that can happen because they're in that, you know, drowsy melatonin phased, you know, time of day. However, a lot of that is also that people are picking babies up beyond, like I should say more, picking them up prior to them actually wanting to be awake. A lot of the times active sleep can be mistaken as being awake. Grunting, whining, sometimes even letting out a scream or a cry is all a lot of the time an active sleep. So I urge you to take, you know, 30 seconds to two minutes to literally evaluate what your child is truly doing and give them a second before you go pick them up because they could be inactive sleep. A lot of people will say, oh my gosh, my kid kicks their legs like nobody's business. You know, the bassinet shakes. That's also a big active sleep thing. And for a lot of babies, that's a soothing mechanism to them. So again, give them a little bit of time. Um, So they get into this light sleep and that's why a lot of babies will wake from their naps at that time period, right? And 
people will say, oh, well, I just get them up. And you totally can from naps. However, if you're noticing your little one is exhausted still, doing shorter awake windows than they probably should be, likely that means they're not getting the sleep that they're wanting to, right? So there's a couple ways to handle that. Um, You can go in and help lull them back to sleep however they went down. You can go in prior to that. So if you notice, oh, my baby always wakes up at 30 minutes on the dot, go in at maybe 25 minutes and be really close by them if you're not already and place a hand on their chest or, you know, be close by shushing so that as they do kind of stir into that light active sleep, you can help lull them back down. And the third option, depending on baby's age and their abilities and skills and how they're falling asleep, is to start practicing those independent sleep skills. I'm not talking about fully sleep training your child at, you know, two, four, six, eight, whatever weeks, but I'm saying there are ways to get healthy sleep habits set up and build those cornerstones for sleep prior to that three-month mark when we can start fully sleep training. So we can begin practicing putting baby into their sleep space when they're awake, when they're calm, and letting them hang out there. You want them to be aware of where they're sleeping because if they don't, they wake up into this active sleep and they're like, where the absolute heck am I, right? They don't know where they are. They fell asleep in your arms or drinking a bottle and they wake up in this light sleep and they look around and they're like, oh my gosh, what is happening? This is not warm or skin or, you know, food in my mouth. And they don't know what to do. They don't have those skills. And yes, babies at that age do not have the ability to self-soothe. However, they do have the ability to soothe, right? So we can assist them in soothing. They have the ability to also use their coping mechanisms. So they can sit there and they can grunt, they can kick. They can, you know, wiggle their head back and forth and get comfortable. But once they're worked up, they aren't able to self-soothe back down to square one, right? That's when they need your help. So that isn't to say that you can't let baby try to work it out on their own for, like I said, 30 seconds to two minutes. It's not going to traumatize them. It's not going to hurt them. And it can be a really great opportunity. So there's a lot to it. And I say all of this because there is really this big milestone that happens around three months old. And and not just one, I should say multiple, right? We're now understanding that babies understand the 24-hour clock or that circadian rhythm. They're now gaining more stages of sleep, which means that they can be waking either in longer periods or shorter, depending on their sleep skills and their, you know, abilities to put themselves back to sleep. They're also learning to possibly start rolling. There's a lot that happens cognitively and developmentally at this age. And so oftentimes between that three and four months is when you see that four-month regression, uh, sleep regression specifically. And like I said, there is an episode on that, so definitely dive back into that one. But it can be overwhelming. Um, And so understanding, especially in the early days, the difference between active sleep and what your baby looks like during active sleep versus deep sleep. Versus them being able to soothe themselves versus you needing to intervene and help themselves soothe, right? There are multiple stages to all of this. So making sure that early on or trying early on to understand the difference between these things is really, really, really beneficial down the line when they are learning to sleep a bit more. So I'm going to leave it at that. 
if you have questions, I would absolutely love to talk to you. Um, please go over to my Instagram or in the show notes below and I offer 30-minute free connection calls for sleep consulting. They are calls, um, you know, sleep consulting clients I work with from all over the place because I do virtually sleep consult, uh, work with families for sleep consulting. So if you're anywhere, you can definitely reach out. I offer those 30-minute free connection calls. The link will be there for you guys to follow um, and you can check that out. I start that at about three months old and I work with children all the way up into early preschool. So definitely reach out on that. And if your baby is not three months old yet and you're looking for support, still reach out because I do offer um, Ask Me Anything calls upon request, which is a great opportunity for my littles to, uh, or parents of littles, to reach out and set up in a one-hour Zoom call with me to ask any and all of their questions. It can be sleep-related. It can be postpartum-related. It can be just developmental um, as a, you know, old nanny and daycare manager, infant teacher, now postpartum doula and pediatric sleep consultant, as well as holding my bachelor's degree in child and family studies. I have lots of information that I can share and I am more than happy to, you know, help support families in getting those healthy sleep habits started or really just healthy habits as a whole. So definitely reach out if you have questions. I would absolutely love to chat with you all um, if you need some support and I look forward to hearing from you and I hope that this was good information and was able to help you understand your little one and their needs a little bit more. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you guys next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Postpartum Plan Podcast. It is a pleasure to be your postpartum bestie and I hope to have you back for another episode soon. If you enjoyed listening to today's podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. If you're interested in more information related to today's podcast or are looking for additional support in a postpartum doula or sleep consultant, you can find my information in the show notes or online at serenemomentsdoula.com.